so I started this handbag business, you know, on my dining room table, making bags and they were pretty simple because they were just uh, cut. I did it out of felt and mm-hmm. um, cut them with pinking shears and my hands were really sore after a couple of days, but I made these samples and finally showed them to some friends and to the costume designer I'd worked with for many years, you know, and she was just flipping over it. And we went to dinner that night and I put my little purse on the bar. We were sitting at a bar having dinner and someone, came, a woman came over and said, I love that bag. Where did you get it? And I just stared at her like I was a mute and my friend, you know, was like, oh, she's a designer, you know, Sarah Shaw handbags. She made this bag. And, you know, I was sitting there turning probably every shade of purple. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, everyone, to our show today. We have a very special guest, and um, I'm excited to share her story. And let me tell you just a little bit about her, but today we have Sarah Shaw. Sarah is a fashion entrepreneur, product designer, and business coach, and specializes in helping other women entrepreneurs to success. With her 20 years of experience and six countries under her belt, Sarah has built a treasure trove of secrets for launching your product line, getting your product into stores and boutiques, getting your products to A-list celebrities, which sounds really cool, and getting massive publicity in order to grow your companies quickly. Wow, Sarah, now that sounds pretty amazing. And I'm sure you didn't, you probably learned this the hard way, I'm guessing. But anyway, first of all, welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. Glad to be here with you. We're so glad you're here. And Sarah, we know that you have had some great success and it sounds like you've really learned some amazing things that I'm sure you're going to share with us today. And we're excited to hear about that. But we'd like to hear about your story, kind of your backstory. So where did you start and and how did you actually begin to create a business that you have today? (laughs) It's a long story, but I'll give you the short, (laughs) I'll give you the short version. Um, so I, um, majored in, I went into college thinking I was going to be a simultaneous translator, uh, in French and work at the UN and travel the world. And uh, I was, went into college as a French major and that was my dream. And I went to Bennington college and they forced everybody to take something in theater. And there was not a chance I was going to take an acting class. So I took a costume design class thinking, you know, well, there won't be any homework, right? And I'll just do something fun because with my French major, I was really tied up with a lot of homework. Mm -hmm. So 
I just fell in love with costume design and I really excelled at it. And it was just something, I don't know, that I just was really good at. And I, it just really inspired me. And I ended up double majoring in French literature and costume design. And I moved to LA right after to Los Angeles, right after mm -hmm. college and um, got a job working in film. Um, back then you, well, even today to get into the union there, you have to work for 30 days in a costume house, kind of learning the ropes. And somebody introduced me to somebody and you know, a couple people later and a few months later, I got this job. And so I worked my way up in the film business and worked in costumes for about 12 years. Um, and during that time, I actually started my first two companies. Um, one, I uh, bought wardrobe trailers with some partners and we rented those out um, to other films. And then I saw the need for large, man large scale manufacturing for costumes and started a little side business with a friend um, after I'd had him make some stuff for me. He's like, hey, this could be a business. And I was like, okay. So You're like, uh, wow, I mean, okay. And so I started sort of pounding the pavement and getting the word out to costume designers and people I knew. And pretty soon we were making, you know, thousands of uniforms, you know, for Starship Troopers and uh, The Matrix 2 and 3 and other, you know, other big films. And it was really fun. And um, that was sort of my first taste of business, but they were both sort of pay up front businesses, you know, the rental business mm -hmm. we got paid every week and this business, right. right. We got half the money up front and then half on delivery. So I never really had to learn about, um, cash flow, <laughs> which is a really important thing when you're yes. running, especially a, a product-based company. Um, and so I, so years later in film, I, I got kind of bored of my costume job and with some friends, we started doing some weekend crafts with some other costume people and some set designers and just something to, I don't know, inspire us. And so I know so many people think, oh, the film business is so inspiring. And yes, it was, but you know, when you've been doing it for a long time, things can get, anything can get mundane. Right. So I had this great idea from a little uh, was something in Martha Stewart magazine because she was really the only crafter at that point. Um, this was in uh, probably early 1997, maybe late 1996. And so there wasn't really much of the internet or anything at that point. And so we were looking in Martha Stewart magazines and getting ideas for craft projects. And there was a little, you know, Remember when we took the brown bag for school lunches? Well, yes. she made out of yeah. red felt and cut it with pinking shears all around, which are those zigzag scissors. And I thought, wow, that's so cute. Such a cute wrapping idea. But if you turned it on its side and added handles to it, it would make a really cute handbag. And so I just sort of put it away for about a year. And then uh, an entrepreneur, my first entrepreneur boyfriend at the time, I'd only ever probably dated people in the film business. Um, he dared me to get this idea going because it sort of came up over breakfast one day and I took him up on the dare and I was like, fine, I'm going to do it. And I, uh, you know, had oh my, my day. Gosh, this is hilarious. I love that. Yeah. It was a dare. It was a total <laughs> dare. And so I, um, 
kind of like how my clothing company business, right? My friend was like, hey, we should do this. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and makes it sound like I've, I've never actually really thought of any of my businesses on my own. People just suggest, you know, hey, you're good at that. You should do it. Yeah. Um, so I started this handbag business, you know, on my dining room table, making bags and they were pretty simple because they were just uh, cut. I did it out of felt and mm -hmm. um, cut them with pinking shears and my hands were really sore after a couple of days, but I made these samples and finally showed them to some friends and to the costume designer I'd worked with for many years, you know, and she was just flipping over it. And we went to dinner that night and I put my little purse on the bar. We were sitting at a bar having dinner and someone, a woman came over and said, I love that bag. Where did you get it? And I just stared at her like I was a mute and my friend, you know, was like, oh, she's a designer, you know, Sarah Shaw handbags. She made this bag. And, you know, I was sitting there turning probably every shade of purple. And this woman said, oh, well, I'm a buyer for this store at this big mall You're where kidding. I spent most of my life shopping for films. And she said, but we only import from Europe. So I couldn't buy your bag, but that is a million dollar product. Wow. Like, good luck. You know, and I just sat there thinking, oh my God, this, I can't believe this is happening. And my friend is like jumping around, you know, in the restaurant after. <laughs> so anyway, your friend's so excited for she you. She's so excited for me and I was freaking oh. out. And uh, so anyway, I just decided what the heck, right? I'm just going to go for it. Um, my friend liked it and she's stylish. And now this buyer liked it, but she can't buy it. You know, somebody else is going to want it. Right. So started well, I mean, she knows that. the business. So exactly. she's telling you it's a million dollar business totally. or, yeah. you know, right. product. Wow. Because um, I just thought it was a silly idea. So anyway, I really felt encouraged by, by what this woman said. And so I, I went on to build this pretty big company over the next five years. Um, I worked in film for probably about six months still with my day job. So kind of doing it at night and on the weekends, you know, learning the ropes, figuring out, you know, at this point I was making the bags. So I needed to get some manufacturers and I found some some families that would sew for me. And I would drive out there at like nine o'clock at night when the traffic died down and drop it off or go pick it up on a Saturday. And they had their whole little family of minions. You know, they would drop it at one person's house and she'd just, you know, dole it out to all her sisters and aunts wow. or whatever. And I had so had this whole family working for me and it was great for a while. And then I really decided I needed a factory and I needed to get because uh, they were cutting all the bags by hand and it was just everybody's fingers were dying, including mine, because it's really hard to cut thick fabric with those uh, with the um, pinking shears. Uh -huh. And um, so anyway, I, I learned how to get dyes made, which are like giant cookie cutters. And there was a place that would cut the fabrics for us. And so I would pick up the boxes of fabric, cut fabric and drive it out to this factory. And anyway, I, over the years, I obviously I evolved into other factories and other styles of bags. And um, I built this brand. Um, we were selling in over 1200 stores um, in about two or three years. Um, my second year, I decided I needed a New York showroom. And so I made all these appointments and flew to New York and got this big showroom to represent my brand. And they grew my company from 120,000 the first year in sales, which I was really proud of to over half a million in the second year, which was 
crazy because awesome. I had no idea. I still had no idea what I was doing. I was just <laughs> making bags. I was pricing them wrong. I wasn't making any money. Oh, you know, so I was like, why is my bank account always empty? <laughs> and so it was a big learning curve for mm-hmm. me. Um, Cause again, going back to my first two companies, I never had cash flow problems. Right. So people right. pants. Mm-hmm. And, and so I really had to learn how to create a company where you have cash flow issues. You know, you've got all this stuff made, you have to sell it, then collect the money. And I just didn't really, I had no idea. And there was no internet yet to Google. There mm-hmm. wasn't even Google. To know, um, but to, yeah. And, you know, to learn things, I would like run down to the, um, to the California Mart, which is housed all the showrooms in Los Angeles. And I would take little flyers and things that people would leave at the elevators for buyers. And that's kind of how I learned, you know, what to show buyers. And it was really piecemeal. And I really, I, I call it a street smart MBA is what I have. And um, <laughs> hey, and sometimes the street smart MBAs are pretty dang good. So that's exactly. Awesome. Yeah, and as so much as learn kind of the road, not free because yeah. you're learning yeah. on your own dime. Right? <laughs> That's true. Um, it's not a fifty thousand dollar Harvard business degree, but you know, a hey. year of school. Yeah. But it, it's you learn a lot fast. You learn a lot. And yeah. So, and I took on investors and friends and family rounds, and um, then it got really a, another huge company invested in me, and then nine eleven hit, mm. and that just cut me off at the knees you know Mm. every there was no money to be made in fourth quarter that year and my investors you know we kind of struggled and kind of got by but and I had a kind of a big I I don't know four or five staff members plus myself at that time and it was scary and we just sort of rallied and you know raised money for the Red Cross and did all these things that we could do to to try to keep ourselves afloat and luckily I had these investors who were helping to pay Mm. the bills um, but then in January of 2002, they pulled out with no, with no warning, just like, oh. Hey, we're done. Bye-bye and click. Oh, and no. I was in Dallas at a trade show. And oh. luckily the week before I went to Dallas, the Los Angeles times had done a huge cover article in the business section in the Sunday paper on me. So when we came into work that Monday, there was like 50 messages from bankers and, you know, oh. other investors, all these people. <laughs> You know, and I'm think, thinking like the article was about my investors. Why are you calling? You know, but then of course, when my investors pulled out, I was like, give me that list. Yeah, <laughs> I need up. this. Oh my and goodness. So what we a ended up, um, I had previously met uh, maybe a year prior, someone introduced me to a gentleman who had been worked at Kate Spade as a consultant for many years and helped to grow her brand from 26 to 70 million. So I was like, okay, maybe he can grow me from one to 10 million. I'll be thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was one of the guys that had called and I didn't know he was an investor at the time. I just was introduced to him as a consultant who I couldn't afford. And so I called him immediately and told him what happened. And I was like, I'm closing tomorrow if I don't get any money. And I was like, I can't continue like this. It's too much. This was Jan, you know, so four months after 9-11. And so, you know, he was like, come over, bring your P&L and your balance sheet and let's look at everything. And so I was like, okay. And, you know, I don't think I'd showered in days. My hair was in a ponytail and I just went there, handed him everything, burst into tears and just stood there. 
And um, so he and his partner were looking at all my receivables and everything. And I, you know, I had money coming in um, and, you know, shoved me in a corner with a cup of coffee, you know, and I was like, tick tock, I got to know before five o'clock today, because I'm closing <sighs> tonight, remember? And uh, so anyway, they decided oh to God. invest in my company and it just in the long run didn't work out. And oh. um so I wasn't, my other investors, the friends and family wanted to, here's some backstory on things that aren't so great, right? Uh-huh. Is they didn't want, they wanted to sell the company because I, you know, because I was, I just said to them, look, I quit. I, I'll stay on and close the company down. You can hire a, a CEO, but I don't want to be the CEO anymore. I just want to design and do what I'm good at and sell. And mm-hmm. that's what I want to do. So mm-hmm. this isn't really what I want to do anymore. So they said, fine, we'll try to find a CEO, which they couldn't find, of course. And then um, they decided they were going to try to sell the brand, you know, because I had had good success for five years, right. was in lots of magazines and had had my bags in Legally Blonde movie and, and Ocean's oh, Eleven. Really? Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. You know, so I'd, I'd had a lot of publicity uh-huh. and a lot of amazing things that had happened, right? Was on I was on Access Hollywood and E! Entertainment because of all the celebrities and the films my bags were in and America's Sweethearts with uh, Julia Roberts as well and on Will and Grace and Friends and all these big TV shows at the time and so I said great knock yourself out sell the company I'll get all my money back yeah (laughs) do it for a lot of money and so I thought oh my god I have to raise money because I have all these bills to pay and you know so we decided I decided I don't know how I came up with this I wasn't allowed to say that anything was on sale. I had to make it look like everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. So we start, I had a very big mailing list, maybe 7,000 people, which was a lot back mm-hmm. then, right? Mm-hmm. This is, so I just divvied them up into groups of 500 and started loading them into new lists of 500 people in our, we used constant contact at the time. I think it was the only game in town. And we would send out emails. You've been selected at random to receive 60% off at Sarah Shaw. You know, you've been selected at random to receive 40% off at Sarah Shaw. And so we started at, you know, lower, like 20%. And then the Uh next week we went to 30. In six weeks, we raised over $80,000 by selling online. And nobody was the wiser. And, you know, and I was able to keep the company going. And I'd already let go of most of my staff. My sister worked for me. She was the first to go. And, <laughs> um, and so, because um, she did PR for us and I didn't need that anymore. So we, you know, I was paying the debt down and I didn't want to go bankrupt. And I was really trying to do good, right? I wanted, I thought, I mean, I loved all these people. I'd worked with them for five years, all these vendors and people that, you know, my UPS guy, right? I mean, I know he didn't own UPS, but I didn't want to, you know, right. Yeah. So, so we ended up um, paying out 70 cents on the dollar and everybody accepted that. So I never had to go bankrupt and I just worked with everyone and I, you know, worked for almost the whole rest of the year, um, making things and making more product, selling it to other people who wanted it, right. Who Uh were going to pay me, you know, the real price for Uh for, uh, delivery and so it was a very odd time. And, so I have to um, ask you, did they sell your brand then? No, they never okay. sold it. They weren't um, able to. Okay. So we ended up um, 
just dissolving the company mm, at the end of 2002. Um, but then, then I'd, uh, you know, after, so it was very funny because lots of companies started to headhunt me, handbag companies. And, but I didn't draw. So my sister is an amazing artist and always did my drawings for me, but I used to make bags out of construction paper. So I would just cut them up and staple or tape them together and, you know, try them on and put stuff in it. And does it hold all the stuff I need it to hold? And can you put oh, your laptop case in it? And I would, you know, go to my manufacturer with all these little paper bags. And at first he thought I was a total wackadoodle. And, um, but then he real, I was like, isn't this better than a drawing? Like you actually know the shape and the size and you can see yeah. how the hand, like how it works and attaches on. And, you know, after a while he was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that would make total sense because yeah, you don't have to say this is so many inches here. Exactly. Right. There. right. Just, yeah. you can take it apart and mm -hmm. it's 23 inches. It's 23 inches. <laughs> and so I, you know, said to all these companies, I don't draw and none of them wanted to hire me. I was like, just get me an artist, you know? And they said, no, we only take designers who can draw. And I was like, well, okay. Then Are you kidding? Wow. And then some um, other um, accessory companies in Los Angeles, some women that I actually knew, didn't know in LA, I knew them from the trade shows we all did together in New York City five times mm -hmm. a year. Mm -hmm. And I just knew they were from LA, but we weren't friendly. And they, there's two women called and asked if I would start come consult for their company and teach them how I grew my brand through PR and celebrities and, um, and how I worked my email list and all this stuff that I didn't really think that I really knew how to do, <laughs> but I did, you know, So that's how you created your new business, which you're talking about now, because you've done all of these things. So you exactly. use, and a lot of times I, I find that a lot of entrepreneurs have already done what it is that they're teaching. A lot of times that's all it is, is that, you know, I've learned this. That's what I do. I mean, I've learned the ins and outs of business and being able to teach people how to grow their business too. And, and that's what I teach for healers and, and coaches, but yours is specifically for designers or people that have a product mm -hmm. that want to actually market it out there. So I have a daughter that has a really awesome necklace. So I'm really anxious to tell her about you because she's marketed herself very well. She does well, but she's ready to take it to the next level. Like mm -hmm. she gets tons of orders every day, but she wants to get you know, multiple, like, you know, she wants to really stream it. Um, but you know, that's something she hasn't done. So I'm really curious. Um, so if she was to find out more about what you do and, and how you do it, how does someone that has a product like that get a hold of you to help them? Um, you can go to my home site, the homepage of my website at sarahshawconsulting.com and there's a big book now. <laughs> book okay. <laughs> so it's like a free call that you book and you have a conversation you tell mm -hmm. um, about, like they tell you about their product and then you can kind of go from there. Yeah. I, I like to, you know, I like to talk to people, see what level they are where they are with the business how long they've been doing it what they've uh -huh. been doing to try to sell it if they've ever tried uh -huh. um you know what's worked what hasn't worked you know what's the what's the reason behind the brand yeah yeah okay. so my daughter has been um 
entrepreneurs have actually, you know, highlighted her, but she's been on Jane.com. I don't know if you know Jane, but that was a huge, big thing for her to get on there. And uh, anyway, point being is that I, I just want her to kind of find out a little bit more. So I know there's a lot of my listeners that are entrepreneurs or they're listening to this. They maybe have a product they want to get out there. So sarahshaw.com or consulting.com. Okay. And then I know Sarah, um, tell us more about your business and kind of, I mean, we kind of described it. You've told us now that's a little bit about what you do. So you just help them market themselves and get out to the mass. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. I mean, we, my biggest concentration is helping people get their products into stores. Okay. So approaching store buyers, uh-huh. um, you know, pitching the product, how uh-huh. do you, how do you close the deal with, with those okay. uh, buyers also pitching to the media to get free editorial in magazines, no matter what your product is, clothes, accessories, skincare, a hairbrush, you know, socks, it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, and how you speak to the media, how you, you know, stay on top of them. Cause I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs make is just contacting people once and then, oh, well, they didn't get back to me. You know, that was my, my daughter to get on Jane.com. She actually, they refused her. I don't know how many times. And finally they, she also had t-shirts and they finally said, we're really not interested in your teachers, but we really like your necklaces. And her necklaces have just <laughs> bloomed and just done so well. Yeah. And they're custom made. They're beautiful. Um, and they have a message with each one. And I think that's what makes them so special. But um, so I love that you said, don't just go once, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go multiple times. And, and I'm sure you have probably a list of people that that you have your um ones that work with you go to is that that yeah we have lists of thousands and thousands of stores all different categories all around the country um mostly in the u.s and the same with media we we keep a very up-to-date list of all the editors and um contacts for those. And then same with celebrities. So, you know, going after influencers or celebrities can be a great way to get more brand recognition. Oh, for sure. And that has definitely helped her as well. So it's, you know, wanting to get that credibility so that people, you know, trust you. Trust you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that person's wearing it. I should get it too. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and that is a big deal. So, um, tell us if they call you and you have a consultation, do you have like a, a certain amount or is it different for each person? Do you custom make, um, kind of when you work with somebody, like how long you work with them or how does that work there? So I have two different programs. One is a group coaching program. That's a membership site where it's DIY videos, but I also do two group zoom calls every week to give people as much help as they need in a private Facebook group. So that's more Uh self-paced, but like we use the exact same store list and the same media list and the same celebrity list for my private Uh clients as I use in these programs. So they're all maintained and kept the, you know, kept up to date. 
And then when I work with people privately, it just depends, you know, some, I have three levels there where we do it all for you. So it's either just celebrities and the media is one package, mm -hmm. or you can add stores to that is the middle package, meaning we'd reach out to stores for you. And then if you wanted us to do all of your online shopper emails as well, then that's wow. the third package. So that's okay. the, so you the have a thing. do it yourself or done for you different kind of categories. I yeah. really like that. This is great. So um, you also have a freebie for us, I believe as I well. Do. Can you share with yeah. us what that is? Well, most people are really interested in the getting your products to celebrities. And so I have a free download that gives you some instruction on how to find and contact celebrities that would be right for your brand and also give you some uh, samples of letters that I've written to celebrities oh, nice. so that you can, you know, have an idea, have an idea of what to write. And, and so it's two or three letters to celebrities um, plus a template and just some other uh, action steps that you can take to get that going. Perfect. This sounds great for those that are just kind of wanting to just see what it's about and, you know, find out more about how to, you know, market to, you know, some of these celebrities, I think that's a great place to start. So wonderful. And um, you also have a Facebook page, is that right, that you wanted to share with us? I do. I have um, just my business Facebook at Sarah Shaw Consulting. And okay. then I also, if you have a product and want to get some help from me or brainstorm anything. I have a free Facebook group called Growth for Designers, and that's uh, Facebook uh, Growth for Designers. Okay, Growth for Designers. Perfect. Well, Sarah, this has been so joyful, and I've enjoyed speaking with you and just your journey of what you went through. What I love about entrepreneurs is that if you talk to anyone that succeeds, they have failures. Mm -hmm. Oh it's yeah. Okay. It happened. You're going to get there. It's the ones that quit or stop that never get there. Exactly. So keep going, you guys. And if you need help along the way, Sarah's here. There's so many to help you, but it sounds like she's got that niche in being able to help you with celebrities, stores, and really just getting your product out to the mass. Mm -hmm. So Thank you, Sarah, for being on the show today and sharing your wonderful message. We appreciate you being on the show and uh, hope you have you back sometime. So I would love that. Thanks, Donna. That would be great. All right. Well, thanks again. And thank you for joining us today. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.